Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> We'll never know why I said it. Never know why not. I don't. I don't know. There are so many mysteries in our recordings. Piggy <laughs> is just the weirdest one. Yeah. Because remember, was it a different timestamp for multiple people? Yeah. We're like, oh, it's at this time, and then they were like, no, it's not. And they were like, yeah. it's at this time, and I was like, then why did I do it? And when? <laughs> I don't even remember what episode. Do you? Hell House. Yeah. I mean, like, it's in the first ten, and I went Piggy. For anyone that's new here, I just said that for some reason. We have no idea why. No one knows. And it's like in the background. Like Kate's talking and I'm going, yeah. Piggy. <laughs> we like listened no to context. it several times trying to make sure. We like, were trying to see if it was a glitch, but no, it's me. I'm doing it. <laughs> Speaking of a glitch, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely that worked. Wow. Yeah. Um, a glitchy videotape, a.k.a. The Ring. The Ring. The original, yeah. 1998. Not the American version. Fuck that movie. I'm kidding. It's a fine film. Um, I hardly remember it. <laughs> I I was kind of obsessed with it when it first came out because oh, I was obsessed with horror movies yeah. with my friend in, I had to be in like elementary school or middle school. And we both loved horror films mm-hmm. and her mom would let us watch it. And that one came out and she's like, I rented it for you guys. And we watched it and I was like, fuck, I love that movie. Nice. <laughs> I think this one's better though. In my... In my old age, I've come to learn that this one is better. <laughs> Respect your elders, kids. <sighs> I'm, I'm frail. I'm old. I said that to someone last night. I was Respect like, at your elder. <laughs> he was only like two years younger than me. And I was like, you need to respect your elders. <laughs> Can't. You gotta be nice. We're old, guys. <laughs> he was like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm a dusty, dusty 29. <laughs> God, I'm a dead 30. <laughs> dead. Crumbling. I'm, God, I'm the crypt keeper, some would say. <laughs> Who would say it? Me, I don't know. People We're talking about The it. Ring. 1998. About- the good stuff. Yes. Mm, got that good, good 90s energy. Yeah. We love it. Um, you want some facts? Of course. Do you? Just kidding. Here we go. I got some weird energy going on today. That was so combative. No, I don't know. <laughs> I had coffee and now I'm like, we both are like coffee. (laughs) I know. Oh, we needed it. All right. The Ring in 1998. Uh, It's a Japanese horror film directed by Hideo Nakata. Uh, Also made The Ring 2, Dark Water, Don't Look Up, uh, Cursed Death Spirit. Hmm. I don't know any of these, but there was a lot more too. I basically just put... A few, because a few of them worked on the same ones. Yeah. So I like wrote some of those down. But each person that is on this list has done a lot. So was don't to look be clear up that like meteor. I think that I think that's a different one. This one okay. I think is older. Gotcha, Might gotcha. just have the I same like, name. This doesn't really sound like no, it was. <laughs> I think it's just the same name because I thought the similar thing. I was like, I don't think that's that. Mm-mm. But no, the date was different. Okay. Um. So that was uh the director. It's based on a novel written in 1991 by Koji Suzuki. Uh, he wrote several books on the subject of fatherhood and his hobbies include traveling and motorcycling. That's all the information it had. Like, I was like, what else did he write? And they were like, about fatherhood. And I was like, oh, okay. Like the rituals about a boy's weekend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they were like, fatherhood and also the ring. 
thought that was great. He was taking a break. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, these damn kids. I need to write some horror. Yes. And that's good for him. Yeah. However you have to unwind. Listen, uh, <laughs> uh, the screenplay was by Hiroshi Takahashi. So this one was kind of hard to find because there is another person. I don't think they're the same person because they had different credits listed. Mm. But there is another Hiroshi Takahashi who is a manga like artist and mm-hmm. stuff and did like really famous mangas and everything. And I kept finding that and going, there's no way this is the same because they're not listing any of these movie yeah. credits. And then I finally got the actual, I think the right guy. And he did a few movies. Um, also did Occult Bolshevism, <laughs> The Ring 2, and Saddam. Saddam the Killer. I don't know. I <laughs> Those are the only three that were listed. Um, that's what I got for you. Amazing. <laughs> I hope those are... I hope I've not set a title that is, like, horrible, but... What do they mean? I we tried to figure it out, right? We were yeah. like, we're like, like Bolsheviks? Bolsheviks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, but the cinematography... Uh, cinematography... <laughs> I got tired. I got tired halfway through that word and went, I can't. <laughs> the cinematography was Junichiro uh, Hayashi did, also did Dark Water, uh, Kyoshu, and Dearest. Hmm. Don't know him again. Again, lots more though. Like there were like a bunch more. Everybody seems to have a lot, but Dark Water is kind of like the one through line yeah. that a lot of them seem to have worked on. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll write that one down. Um, <clears throat> also we have why did I not write what this person did? Nikki. <laughs> On my notes, I just wrote, I did it again where I wrote the name and nothing that they did. <laughs> I got it. I got it. It's Kenji Kawaii, I think, mm-hmm. uh, did the music. Okay. So, Young Detective, uh, The Red Spectacles, Ghost in the Shell, Ring 2, Chaos, Dark Water, a ton more. This person yeah. had the most. Um, when I looked him up, it said, like, one of the biggest names in the soundtrack industry. And I was like, shit, all right. And there were a lot of movies. Yeah. I didn't really know any of them besides Ghost in the Shell. The newest? No. Okay, good. I don't think so. I yeah. think it was the original. Okay. Um, but yeah, so lots going on with that person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. Uh, the budget. Mm. The budget was $1.2 million. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, do you know how much it made? This is worldwide. Um, <laughs> you got this. $40 million. No. <laughs> Fifty-nine thousand. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. I'm so sorry to have to tell you that. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Fifty-nine thousand and one. Oh. <laughs> um, closer. Yeah. So, oops. For some reason, at least I think that's what I got from. I usually get my like film specs and yeah, stuff like yeah. that from IMDb. Yeah. Um, that's what it said, Wilders. and it said worldwide. Okay. So, I don't know. Fascinating. If it became like like some of those movies that just get popular way after they come mm. out, because people do love this movie. Yeah, I mean this is our patron pick, and yeah. like more like multiple people said like, oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, so clearly it's known. I wonder. I don't know. I wonder if one, if that's not accurate, or two, if it just got popular after. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? Because the American version also was wildly popular yeah it really kicked off like this was around the same time as juan Mm -hmm. and this and like another film got their american remakes yeah and it was just like all kind of within the same five years ish that they were like oh this shit's good yeah they just remake things and it's like shot for shot except they take out things and it's i think it's odd the way they do remakes but i'm like whatever yeah not time for that i'm not gonna complain (laughs) as i often do 
Um, I don't have a lot of facts um, on how it was made, but I had kind of one interesting fact about the grainy special effects that they had. Um, So the effects that were on like the cursed tape and some of the actual film itself um, were they were shot in 35 millimeter, but then they were passed on like through a computer and it added like an even grainier kind of effect to it. I don't know how that works, but that's what it said. I thought that was interesting that they shot certain parts on 35 to give it like an extra grainy, like old effect kind of thing. Um, Yeah. That's cool. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So it's like, it seems like the movie itself was digital. Yeah. But they did some of it on 35 to make it more realistic and like the graininess of yeah. it instead of just adding it digitally yeah yeah um oh that's cool but i didn't find out for sure if the entire movie was digital mm-hmm. but i'm i think that's what it's saying i think it's saying that like certain parts of it were 35 to make it look older but then they kept it for the most part just digital huh so because 1998 2000s that would have been when i think things were switching okay to just digital so huh. i think that's cool okay yeah isn't that interesting yeah I didn't realize that. I wondered. There were a few spots where I saw some Q dots and I was like, is that real? Because like, that, I hate when they do that. When they add the Q dots and I'm like, are you are you joking me? Are these real Q dots? Or are you just doing this for fun? I saw one in the Changeling and I was like, that has to be real. Oh, those are real. Okay. Changeling's old. Yeah. That's a real. I was like, I don't know. They uh, converted that absolutely yeah. to digital. Okay. Um. So yeah, which obviously they would stay. But sometimes they'll shoot them like, on 35 yeah ah oh, it makes me so mad because i'm like i just want to know and yeah. then i can look it up easily and then i get the answer but it's it's the principle but of the until thing then, it's a mystery that no one can solve and i don't want it <laughs> just tell me <laughs> those are my facts i know what time it is yeah. <laughs> you ready for this one this is off the cuff i'm ready psychic child murdered in well Makes a bad movie. Oh. You like yeah, it? Yeah. You like that? I love how it could very easily be. <laughs> don't. Uh, <laughs> could be or it's like, the critics hated my film. <laughs> it could, but it's a murderous movie. Uh-huh. Bad can mean a lot. <laughs> I find that the more vague I go, the more correct I can be. Nice. Thank okay. you. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> what do they have to say? I bet it's similar. It's yeah. going to be like, fuck no. <laughs> I think it mentions the child once. <laughs> I'm getting to the meat of things. I'm sorry. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Uh, when her niece is found dead, along with three friends, after viewing a supposedly cursed videotape, reporter Reiko Asakawa sets out to investigate. Along with her ex-husband, Ryuji, Reiko finds the tape, watches it, and promptly receives a phone call informing her that she'll die in a week. It just had screeching on it. So I don't know if that yeah, was Yeah, I was like, like, I don't know if you can just say, you'll die in seven days. They were like, seven days, <laughs> bitch. Uh, <laughs> determined to get to the bottom of the curse, Reiko and Ryuji discover the video's origin and attempt to solve an old murder that could break the spell. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can give all that info if you want. <laughs> Seems unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, that was really just too much fluff. Uh, too, too much, much fluff. Yeah. Didn't I give a really good one once? Yes. Where we were like, dang. Yeah. I yes. wish I remember. <laughs> Don't remember which one, Don't but it was, good. it was good. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's what we got. 
Oh, I can't wait. Okay. What are you going to cover? Psychic children. That's my guess. Oh, that'd be cool. Damn, is it not that? No. <laughs> Come on, Kate. It's like, oh, that'd be cool. And that's why I'm doing it. And that it. is why that's what it is. <laughs> no, I think I'll have fun with this one, though. Oh, God. What? I would like to begin your corner with a dramatic reading. <laughs> it never starts like this. I'm frightened. <laughs> this will be the first of a small collection of missives that some may recall from their email accounts in the late 90s and no. early 2000s. Oh, my God. Do it. Once you read this chain letter, you cannot get out. <laughs> Finish reading this until it is done. Hi, I am Teddy. I Teddy, am, no! I am seven years old, and I have no eyes and blood all over my face. I am dead. Oh, well, I, I kind of <laughs> caught on to that one, Teddy. If you don't send this to at least 12 people, I will come to your house at midnight, and I'll hide under your bed. When you're asleep, I'll kill you. Oh, Don't believe me? Case one. Patty Buckles got this Patty chain. Buckles! <laughs> Oh, I bet. She didn't believe in chain letters. Mm -mm. Well, foolish Patty. She was sleeping when her TV started flickering on and off. Now she's not with us anymore. Ha ha, Patty. Ha ha. You don't want to be like Patty. Teddy's calling a dick. She's kind of an asshole. Ha ha, Patty. Ha ha. Case two. Oh, oh God. George M. Simon. Okay. It's even realer when they have a middle initial, you know? Uh, George M. Simon hated chain emails, but he didn't want to die that night. He sent it to four people. Oh. Not good enough, George. Now George is in a coma. Oh. We don't know if he'll ever wake up. Ha ha, George. So you couldn't finish ha, the ha. job, Teddy, could you? <laughs> ha ha, Some George. Twitter talk over here. <laughs> this is incredible. Now, do you want to be like George? I, I don't know. Case three. Oh, God, there's more. Sorry, Teddy. <laughs> Valerie Tyler got mm. this chain email. Just another chain letter, or so she thought. Oh. Only had seven people to send it to. That's kind of mean. Valerie doesn't have a lot of friends. That's not fair. Some of us don't know 12 people. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) I was like, uh, grandma. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know. Mom, how many times can I send it to my mom? Yeah. I would just make 12 emails. I'm like, okay, that one's me. And that one's me. (laughs) Ha ha, Nikki. Ha ha. Ha ha, Nikki. Ha. (laughs) You can't fool Teddy. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) She only had seven people to send it to. No one likes Val, apparently. Damn. Uh, Well, that night, when she was having a shower, she saw a bloody figure in the mirror. She got the biggest fright of her life. Valerie is scarred for life. (laughs) Case four. Oh my god, Teddy. Mince was a smart person. He He sent it to 12 people. Good. Later that day, he found a $100 bill on the ground. Oh, so now we're getting incentives here. Okay, Uh well, if I would have known that, I'd be sending it. Mm -hmm. He was promoted to head manager at his job, and his girlfriend agreed to marry him. Oh, because before she would have been like, I was unsure. Then you found that $100. (laughs) She's like, you sent me a weird email. (laughs) I was kind of into it. (laughs) Now he and his wife are living happily ever after. They have two beautiful children. Good. No ha-has for Derek. No ha-has. No. Uh, send this to at least 12 people uh-huh. or you'll face the consequences. Zero people, you will die tonight. One to six people, you will be injured. Seven to 11 people. There's a scale. There's a scale. <laughs> seven to 11 people, you will get the biggest fright of your life. 12. Well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, seven's fine. Yeah. I don't mind being scared. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to leave after that. Yeah. 12 and over, you are safe. And you will have good fortune. Oh. Thank you so much, Teddy. Do what Teddy says oh. with four exclamation points. Fuck. That's why I had that much eye contact for that Sorry, moment. Teddy. Hurry. You must send this to 12 people before midnight. And I want to say first, I love something with a clear ask. It yes. tells you exactly what it wants from it's you. It's good. It's, it's like clear. how many people. These are like the scales. And then this is your deadline. And I, I love, love when someone gives I me a deadline. I love when people tell me their needs. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Communication. Communication is important, Be like Teddy. Teddy. Be like Teddy. <laughs> 
in I, this way only. In this way only. <laughs> Don't cover yourself <laughs> and give someone the fright of their life. That's not cool. No. But do communicate your yes. needs. Communicate your needs and your murderous intent clearly. I'm so excited about chain letters. I fucking love them. <laughs> They're hilarious. <clears throat> did you did you ever have a MySpace? No. You didn't have a MySpace? No. In MySpace, they would do that shit. Yep. You'd get like a message and it'd be like, oh, you're gonna die if you don't like. Yeah. It would be like, move me to your top friends. And you'd be like, <gasps> you know. Amazing. Yeah. So my next line was, was this familiar to you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so much. Yes. I've never heard of Teddy, but no. <laughs> Sorry, Teddy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. So there was a range of these. Teddy was just one of the most well-known. Uh, but there are countless that made the rounds with so varying many. details, names, and conditions. The core point was always the same. Uh, send this to a certain number of people. Don't break the chain or something will or won't happen as a direct result. Before connecting this to Ring, I want to trace it back to the decades. Yes. Or centuries. <gasps> uh-huh. I've sent you a carrier pigeon. <laughs> Send six pigeons <laughs> to your closest friends. Can <laughs> you imagine if a pigeon dies on the way and you're like, that's not my fault. That one's no. not on me. <laughs> no. I don't own that. I sent it into the I world. I sent the pigeon. <laughs> the arrival of the pigeon wasn't mandated. <laughs> Okay. So let's go back yes. to 1888, oh, the first fully-fledged chain letter. Oh, so you can actually go back further, depending on your parameters, but if you want to say a chain letter requires explicit instructions to send the letter to a certain number of people, then 1888 is the earliest year with two solid examples mm-hmm. that we have recorded. Yeah. Uh, let's look at one of those 1888 cases. It started in Chicago. I almost said, as most great things do. I don't know shit about Chicago. I, I don't know. They got lots I, going on there. even less about history. <laughs> Dang. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little shocking how much I don't know American history, and I, I am just uh, alarmed. It's shocking myself. how many things I don't know in general. <laughs> it's a miracle in my life. <laughs> so it started in Chicago. Uh, a Methodist academy for women missionaries was so ridiculously in debt and drummed up a seemingly easy way to get some money flowing. Mm-hmm. They created what they later called a peripatetic contribution box. And peripatetic Ooh. generally means traveling, wandering. Yeah. And so, like, it's a traveling contribution box. Right. Um, but um, they sent out a letter stating, quote, each one receiving the letter would send us a dime and make three copies of the letter ask- asking three friends to do the same. Oh, okay. And I couldn't find numbers on it, <laughs> but it was... Pay it forward situation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I couldn't, like, find numbers, but yeah. apparently it succeeded. Cool. Uh, Though not without its beleaguered detractors. Oh, wow. A Smithsonian article quotes a woman as saying, To tell the plain truth, I am exasperated with this plan. I am a very busy woman. And this is the third benevolence I have been asked to help in this way. Oh, God. I'm out of dimes! It's like, I get it, babe. <laughs> I get it. No one keeps change on That's them anymore. Too much mail. Like, it's a lot. There, I didn't have time to, like, get into this because Nerd Corner was already hefty with a dramatic reading. Yeah. Um, but there was one that was, like, a another dime sending thing and it yeah. got so overwhelming in the post office that oh they were just like we can't do this it was a lot that's like remember when someone gave me that friendship bread and i oh. didn't have enough friends I, they were like here here's a thing of bread you can either make it or give it to 10 people and instead i was like hey guys someone please take some of this bread and they were like no i don't want it and i ended up with like three loaves of bread because i was like I just have to make it. Yeah. I couldn't waste it. Uh-uh. I had been feeding this starter for like a month. So I made three loaves of bread. I'm like, please, someone. Now all you have to do is eat the bread. Yeah. And of course, then everyone was like, yeah, I'll take some bread. I was like, fuck you guys. They didn't Now work. you're my friend. <laughs> yeah. This friendship bread's bread up is for baked? you. <laughs> Once the bread was 
done. <laughs> Everyone wanted a piece. And it was good fucking bread. You want next time bread not friendship work yeah so. ex- yeah exactly you guys wanted to reap the benefits but that's it that's the chain letter of the the bread version yeah, absolutely yeah with <sighs> threats and everything included yes yeah. absolutely uh so there are too many iterations of this type of letter to cover mm-hmm. from the years 1888 to now but suffice to say suffice suffice to say suffice to say suffice it to say it changed over the years with the medium of communication changing and there are five main categories mm-hmm. that chain letters can fall into according to snopes snopes had a fairly uh robust right, article snopes. on this uh so money ja- generating <laughs> money generating uh aka pyramid or ponzi schemes yeah um and then i Google does because I was like, I can't remember if these terms are problematic. And so, like, I did Googs to make sure that pyramid scheme wasn't, like, racist. A thing, right? <laughs> like, You're like, is it? Not from what I found, okay. but if I'm wrong, someone tell me. Someone let us know. <laughs> uh, luck generation or ill luck avoidance. Mm. Altruistic, something for nothing, and humor. Oh. I feel like we're generally familiar with the Ponzi scheme uh, and, like, chain letter emails. And maybe someday I'll do a deeper dive into those. Yeah. But it got, like... It got real in the weeds on those because there was like a new, like chain letters asking for money are now illegal. They violate like the lottery clause or something. Like there's something like it is illegal to do this thing. Yeah. Um, Partially because of the mayhem. (laughs) The poor post office is like, stop sending dimes. It's like we're up to our ears in dimes. (laughs) I'm drowning in dimes. Uh, so for now, let's look at the others. So luck generation or illuck avoidance, altruism, yeah. something for nothing in humor. Uh, an example of an altruistic chain letter was little Craig Shergold. Uh, this sounds like it's going to be really sad. It ends happy. I just okay. want you to know that. Woo! Okay. I was like, is this going to be one of those nerd corners when you're like, all right, here we go. And then you're like, the eighth crisis. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, this one has like, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he has a nine-year-old kid diagnosed with terminal brain tumor. A terminal brain tumor. This is the... Oh. Oh, I he, see. Yeah. And he wanted to make it into the Guinness Book of World Records before he died. Yeah. Uh, for what? Receiving the most greeting cards. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. His parents used a chain letter to make that happen, and he received 16 million greeting cards within a year. 16 million! But then he survived. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, yes, but yes. like... Oh... <laughs> He was still alive as of the article in 2020 that covered this. Oh my gosh. Uh, and he kept receiving greeting cards. Over 250 million. The family received so many that the British Postal Service was like, shit, you need your own zip code. And they eventually moved because the onslaught of letters was too much. And the Guinness Book of World Records says we're big enough to admit when we're wrong and remove the category from future iterations. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is an oh. oh. <laughs> That is so funny that he was just like, hey, guys, this one's on me. I did survive. (laughs) And they were like, we're sending letters still. And like over the years, people like started saying like uh, Craig Sherwood or like Chet Shergold. Like the name started mutating around, but they all got routed to him. (laughs) He was just like close. (laughs) That's fair enough. I guess it's fine. Yeah, that's incredible. I love it so much. I started it and it's oh like, oh, no, this is a bum. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> I wonder when you were like, it gets better. I was like, he better live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, so that's altruistic. Oh, uh, something for nothing, mm-hmm. chain letters or emails are generally practical jokes. Mm-hmm. If you forward this to X number of people, you'll get a hilarious video. Uh, LOL, JK. Now you look right. like a fool. All your right. friends know you're easy to trick. <clears throat> that's like the whole thing with those. Dang. Um, <laughs> 
they can also be like um trying like money schemes and stuff yeah yeah humorous chain letters and emails are more self-aware and they're really more about like spreading laughter they can still be annoying as shit but they're not inherently malevolent yeah uh there was one and it was like the um format of a lot of chain letters Mm -hmm. is like when you send this out you put your name in five and like when you send this out to x many people they put their name beneath yours and yours moves up right yeah yeah and so one of them was like to all the wives out there, like, the, if you want to get rid of your husband for a day, like, put your name in the... It was just, like, very silly. Straight people, are you okay? No. <laughs> I, I can't say I am one of them, but I, I don't oh, think they're okay. I don't think they're okay. So, <laughs> now let's settle back in with luck generation or ill luck avoidance. Yeah. Um, a comprehensive Snopes article breaks down the general format of this chain letter. Invocation, origins, success story, punishment story, instruction, and promise. Yeah. In our Teddy reading, we saw each of these. Invocation and origin is, I'm Teddy. I'm creepy as all get out, and you better send this to your friends. Sup, I'm Teddy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> creepy as shit. You know what I'm picturing? <laughs> Have you ever seen the MTV show Next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he steps out, blood on his face, and he's like, what up? My name's Teddy. Send this to 12 people, or I'll kill you. <laughs> And then he's like, mm. he walks mm. off the thing and immediately she's like, next. And he's like, you're dead. <laughs> like, who's on my list tonight? I know. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> ha ha, Valerie. Ha ha. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this would be the best episode of next ever. Yeah. <sighs> okay, sorry. I love it. Just really want to see Teddy on next. Yeah. <laughs> the success story is case four. Yeah. Um, that was what's his face. He was smart. Derek, I think. Right. Derek yeah. No, whoever didn't get the ha-has. You yeah. Know? The person without the ha-has yeah. was successful. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then that was preceded by three punishment stories for variety. Mm-hmm. Um, it also needed to show you the variations of punishment. Right. Because it's not just like one size fits all. You have to like, you know, you know, understand how your actions something. lead to consequences. Uh, of course. <laughs> the instruction and promise is neatly organized into like a list of how many people you must send it to right. in order to avoid various forms of harm. Fright <laughs> of your life. Injury. Death. Nothing. A hundred dollars. A hundred big boys. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Teddy. Thank you, Teddy. I feel like that just didn't... Thank you, Teddy. Thank you, Teddy. <laughs> Charmed. <laughs> a little curtsy. Uh, we have a little bit of a primer on the history of chain letters yeah. in mail now and the different forms they can take Now let's look at just why they've stuck around for so long and left a lasting impression. Let's. Well, each format has a slightly different set of reasons for continuing to be passed along. Around April of 2020, there began to be a slew of articles about the resurgence of chain letters (laughs) that were more aligned with the altruistic line, like recipe and poetry sharing and stuff. And these chains stated that it was a way to connect with other people to fight the isolation of COVID lockdown. Oh, yeah. Um... And according to the Smithsonian article that I have cited in my show notes, uh, quote, choosing to continue an email chain is a participatory event that heightens a feeling of community. Now with social distancing measures leaving many isolated from their friends and family, such virtual connections are more appealing than ever. These are ways that we can both expand our world and also reinforce who we are, who our community is. And you certainly want that in times of crisis when you want to know that you have a support network. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. It's uh, slightly different yeah. from like creepy pasta chains. It's a little different. <laughs> you don't feel supported when your I... friend sends you that. No. No. <laughs> uh, so the reason for participating in creepy pasta chains, very different. So after all, these chain emails aren't about sharing your to die for blueberry cobbler recipe. Mm. They're about staving off Bloody Mary. 
Quote, you are now cursed. Oh, Bloody Mary. You must send this on or you will be killed. Tonight at 12 a.m. by Bloody Mary. This is no joke. So don't think you can quickly get out of it and delete it now because Bloody Mary will come to you if you do not send this on. But like, here's the thing, okay? Mm. What if I don't get my email until like 11.45 or something? Yeah. What What then, Bloody Mary? What then? She's Have just like, you no mercy? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, listen, I work a nine to five. I she's at the door and she's like, shit, she got that late. Yep. All right, well. Yep. I'm like, I'm sending. I don't make the rules. I feel like you do, Bloody. I'm like, I feel like you do. <laughs> Can I call you Bloody? <laughs> I don't know why for some reason Bloody first name, Mary last name. May I? Is that okay? <laughs> Madame Bloody, if you will. Madame Bloody. Yeah. As another one begins, if you're reading this, then you've already started the chain reaction and there's no going back. The events I'm about to warn you about will definitely unfold, even if you delete or exit this. The best thing you can do now is read on and carefully follow my instructions. If I can't read. The reason this is happening to you is unfair, but it's beyond anyone's control. And so I pictured that being like, it's unfair. Yeah, but send those. Uh, Maybe like you should have like an email contacts list to like just preordained. I send these chain letters to these emails. You just copy in a group. You know? Just picture somebody like opening it. And it's like real scary music, and they get to the very end, close their computer, and just go, I can't read. <laughs> and then just leave. Amazing. And I'm like, well, you're fine. I want the DW meme with the well, Bloody Mary. Because I can't read. <laughs> Bloody Mary's on the other side, like, fuck. She's like, shit. <laughs> it's oh, I can't stop me. Of emails. <laughs> oh, that's good. So it's not fair that it's happened to you, but it's beyond your control. <laughs> Can't do anything. And this is where we land on something that I think is crucial, a yeah. sense of control. We think sending it to 12 people in my email list is easy. My grandma never checks her email anyway. I might as well send it. Even if just <clears> for a split second, it could give us a sense of control over what the world has in store for us. Control is one side of the coin. What else would motivate us to forward Teddy's message to 12 friends or enemies? Uh, a fear that something awful might happen if we don't. Even if we rationalize it away, superstition can creep in. Uh, I'm going to now quote the Verge article that oh, I read. Yeah. All this, of course, only happens because having superstitions is part of being a human. And those irrational beliefs come from our biological ability to recognize patterns. As a study from 2014 put it, during human evolution, pattern processing capabilities became increasingly sophisticated as a result of expansion of the cerebral cortex. I was like, cerebra? Uh, <laughs> particularly the prefrontal cortex and regions involved in the processing of images. That propensity to recognize patterns, he posits, is the reason humans are so cognitively sophisticated enough to send on a chain email. The appeal of chain letters is about control. By forwarding them, we allow ourselves to believe that we can command the future, or at least ward off the worst. Yeah. (laughs) So that brings us back to Ring. Oh, yeah. Finally. Back, (laughs) baby. Aside from the merits of the film, it really tapped into the chain email horror zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. And I am not the only person that made this connection. I cannot take credit for bringing this strange marriage of internet culture, history, and adaptational horror films into this world. Um, but I have a quote from someone else. The person that was... Okay. I can start and finish sentences. Um, when I was like starting my research and stuff, I was like, yeah. someone has to have written an article about the ring and chain letters. Right. Like, there's no way that someone has Because it's... Yeah. It's just... it immediately like they matched in my brain it was like you turn over the cards and they're the same and it was great you know uh so direct quote 
Uh, this movie had a massive influence on creepypastas and haunted chain mail, mm. such as the infamous Carmen Winstead story, which involves a girl being pushed into a sewer. These stories were not a good or a bad luck charm. These were threats that a vengeful spirit will come to you and kill you if the message was not forwarded along. <laughs> Ruh-roh. With efforts to make the backstories as twisted and disturbing as possible. The Ring was instrumental in igniting interest in stories of contagious curses, especially as videotapes evolved to DVDs and DVDs were phased out by the internet and streaming. Try copying your Netflix and, like, sending it to someone. Oh, yeah, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, does a link count? Is that making a copy? I, is that okay? <laughs> what if I make a Netflix party? Oh, I got this. I got this. <laughs> so the only way to save yourself is to pass along the potential harm to someone else. Once they're aware of it, they have to make the same choice. Yeah. You could take your chances with the curse or make a copy and send it along. And it really taps into that, like level of superstition and like not knowing but then also a need for control yeah in a world that is confusing and just getting more and more confusing by yeah. day and uh, i could not stop thinking about chain mail but i just never say chain mail i'm like chain mail, chain mail? <laughs> uh, while watching this so i hope that you enjoyed that brief foray into the history of chain letters that's great <laughs> Starting with Teddy. <laughs> yeah. I I spent so long reading different like ones because I was like, I want one that I recognize. And I was like, I feel like I recognize Teddy. I re- I, even if I didn't, the ha-ha Valerie. Ha-ha. <laughs> ha-ha Valerie. Absolutely got me. I want a shirt that just says ha-ha, ha-ha Valerie. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> You're unknown. Oh, God. Fucking Teddy. Fucking Teddy. I, I have always thought Jamie was the funniest thing. Yep. But also, this movie is great because it... It's like Jmail, but you know, for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> what a fun time. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It'll get you if you can re- can't read. Yeah, you'd be yeah. can't read. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're yeah. all included for this one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, most of us. Fun for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I is that is that nerd corner? That's nerd corner. Okay. Yeah. I just want to be like, all right, here we go. <laughs> um oh, I'm excited to talk about this one. I like this one way more than the American version. Yeah. I had never seen this one before, so yeah. I was pumped. Um, but I always heard people were like, oh, it's really good. And I was like, all right, I trust you. It is. <laughs> it's a fun time. Thank you, patron. For Thank you, patrons. Choosing this one. Um, I'm glad it scared the crap out of you. Yeah. Now we get to watch it. Yeah. Um, all right. I have some notes. Are you ready? Yes. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, saw your eyes. You saw the mouth start to open. I was open. like, I know she wants to say it. <laughs> You're faster than yeah. me. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> um, okay, so I love the this movie. I don't know what it was, but the '90s aesthetics were just like boom there immediately. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all right. There was something about it. Yeah, it wasn't that it was like looked old. It was just like mm-hmm, the vibes just, are here. <laughs> I like my first note was can't wait for the like oversized clothing, and I didn't get that. No. Which her blazer was like a little yeah, oversized, yeah. but for the most part. But I was thinking of like the suits in Juwan that were where, just like, like <laughs> sacks. Sacks, they were huge. Oh, God. I do like that they start with like the ominous ocean shots to be yeah. like, water, the mm-hmm. ocean. <laughs> um, also, I laughed really hard at the very first scene where the girls are talking. Yeah. And she just like laughs directly in her friend's face. She's just like, ha, 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 and the girl just stares blankly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, dang, all right. Didn't like that joke. <laughs> then, I can't lie to you, when they were, after she was like, I'm just 
kidding with you uh-huh. and they wrestle. I went gay. I put okay, homoerotic. Yeah, I went <laughs> lesbian. And then they was like, no, they're just friends. Dang. They're just good friends. History will remember them. History friends, will yeah. remember them as friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason, I, okay, it took me a minute to get into my actual notes because then I wrote, what a little cup. <laughs> I was having a ride with just random shit. She pulls out this cup for like juice. And I went, oh, such a little cup. And then I remembered that my family also has little tiny cups for juice. And I mm-hmm. went, oh, okay, so it's a thing. Never mind. Sorry, I roasted you. <laughs> Remember when I was handing you a glass and you thought that I was calling shot glasses little glasses? <laughs> I thought you were like, here's a little glass. And I was like, it's a shot glass. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> oh, God. That was great. Okay, now we're into actual. <laughs> um, one, this movie, I didn't pay a ton of attention to lighting this time. It was mostly just camera angles because I mm-hmm. thought they were neat as hell. Yeah. Um, but also they had one in the beginning that I loved where they showed, cause like, obviously you see the TV a lot. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't know the big thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's the big thing. They're yeah. like the big scares, the TV turning on. Um, but they did the first time it happened through frosted glass and I loved it cause it was neat. Cause at first you can't see, yeah, like you can't see if there's something on the TV necessarily. So then when she goes in, you're like, oh, it's a baseball game. Creepy that it turned on by itself, but like, oh, it's just a game. Like whatever. Then it like happens again and you're like, oh, what is it? And you're like, oh no. And then you don't ever see because they do that super cool 90s fucking inverted color, whatever. (laughs) They did that. And for some reason, here's my note on it. I said, I can't explain why that shot got me, but it did. When they cut to the inverted colors, it really scared me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, the biggest difference I noticed between this one, besides like some of the plot, because mm. the American version took out the psychic thing, I think. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit. I could be wrong. If anyone remembers the original, like not original, if anyone remembers the remake more, I don't think the psychic thing is in it. I don't remember that being in it. I don't think it's in it. I think that's just a an original thing. Um, huh. But either way, yeah. besides some of the plot things they took out, the biggest like difference I noticed is that they're really subtle with the scares in this one compared to the American version, which we've talked about before with... Do you remember? Was it... We did, a, we did one that was also like a remake. It may have been yeah. The Grudge. Yeah. But... Because The Grudge is very much like dread... Yeah. And about, like, building tension. It's right. less about, like, jump scares. I think we did specifically talk about the makeup and everything and the walk and everything being yeah. a lot more subtle in The Grudge. Yeah. And this one is the same exact way. Yeah. Because, like, they don't show her coming through the TV or doing anything in the first scene. You just see her scream and it cuts and freeze frames. And I love that. Because mm-hmm. then you're like, what did it? What's happening? <laughs> And if you had never seen this movie before, you'd be like, what just happened? Yeah. And they keep you in the dark for so long. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. So, yeah, I think I said what happened to her uh, in the American, it's like right off the bat. They're like, boom, 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 scary, scary, scary. Yeah. Here's her scary face in the closet. She's got that twisted, yeah. like, unnatural looking, like, face thing like, going on. Like, yeah. her jaw is, like, unhinged. Like, they try to, like, freak you out pretty bad immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very coy. Yeah. They're coy. Also, I'm not going to lie to you. The news anchor in the beginning, who ends up being the main character, she's very attractive. Yeah, she is. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's cute. Me? In love? No. <laughs> um, She was so cute. Uh, and then I said, this kid is so cute. When he's at the funeral with the big high socks and those teeny little shorts. And he was just like, going to go upstairs. 
I, killed me. He was so cute. I will oh my say, God. I was very distracted when he was walking down the stairs mm-hmm. because he's wearing socks on yeah. wooden stairs. And oh, that I is know. a fall recipe. I was like, this boy's going to fall. I was like, he's going to fall. And I was like, I'm going to fall. I'm, I'm going to fall. There. <laughs> Just watching him, I'm going to yeah. fall. It alarmed me. <laughs> um, but I, one of my favorite shots happened right then when though when he's looking up the stairs mm-hmm. and it's looking like straight down at him and you can like see all the stairs and mm-hmm. it just makes him look so small and i was like oh that's great and then he's got these really long shots from like the hallways and he's just like it's like dark 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 and then there's like a little bit of light and then he's in the center of it i don't know it just like was neat and it reminded me of like the the well the whole you know yeah. light outside the well yeah. and i was like oh cool <laughs> Probably not what they were going for, but that's what I got. Um, also, the other thing I noticed the entire time was the music. It was really weird. Did you notice that it was, like, mostly sounds, kind of, instead of music? And I yeah. was like, nice. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the sounds were. And so if there are any, like, Foley notes on this film, I will read all of them joyfully. Mm, I don't know about the Foley, but the music... Well, like, I, I, I don't know what they used to make it. I, I see what you mean now. I don't know what they used to make it, but to me, it almost sounded like they were trying to make it, like, echoey. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, one of mine is discordant music, kind of, like, moaning, and then spooky sounds, like, echoing hollow clangs in an underwater cave. That's Vaguely sonar-like. Yeah. I I was like, it's kind of like they're in a cave, and I'm like, well, it makes sense. I mean, it sounded like drips, Mm -hmm. like, falling, and then when you get into the well, you do get those, like, drips, and I'm like... It's like the whole time they're like leading you to be like, oh, something's coming. I mean, they show you water from the very beginning. So it's almost like they're trying to keep it in the back of your mind the entire time. Yeah. Um, They also have like something that sounds like something grinding against itself. mm -hmm. Like I at first was like metal grinding against metal, but it could have been the stone slab of the well. Either way, whatever they were going for, it just worked. It was really cool. It like gives you this like very anxious feeling Mm -hmm. because it's not music necessarily, but it's also not just sounds. So you can't place it. They did this, didn't we talk about this? I think with The Shining too, where they have a few things where it's just not quite music, but it's not just a sound either. So you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. Um, I thought they did that really well. I loved it. They did it so much. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Um, (laughs) Once it starts, you're like, oh, it's going to be this type of movie. Okay, cool. Right? (laughs) Also, one of my favorite shots is when they're using, I think it's when she's first investigating, trying to see like what happened to the kids who died. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're zooming in on the face, and it's slowly Enhanced. the picture quality. Enhanced. Yeah, Enhanced. <laughs> like the picture quality is slowly getting better and better and better. And then once it's like there, you're like, ah! yeah. <laughs> I, I, they did it in a way that just seems so interesting because yeah. usually it's like pixelated, yeah. and then it'll. Whereas this one was very like yeah. gradual but quick, so you got like a good payoff. It was nice. Um, also, the shot of her in the closet I thought was way scarier in the American one mm. because it was less exaggerated. Yeah. I and think, it was such a quick jump. Yeah. And when like, it was her mom too, yeah. like it wasn't the friend and it wasn't right away. Yeah. They gave you so much time in between to see what happened to her. You had to see like her funeral, her family and like everything. So that way you could form like an emotional attachment. Yeah. The American one, they're just like, there she is. And you're like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> you're like, who? Amber Tamlin? Is that her name? <laughs> I don't know. But it was way scarier. Um, I think that the American version was scarier back in the day when I was younger um, because I was, I don't know, like eight or nine, maybe I was older, but I was pretty young. Yeah. So of course jump scares and like wild stuff was going to get me. 
But now that I'm the ripe old age of 30, <laughs> dead on the doorstep, uh-huh. I... Uh, dead I'm, on the doorstep. Not dead on, on doorstep. death's doorstep. You are on the doorstep. I'm dead, I'm dead on the doorstep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just appreciate the more subtle ones now. Yeah. I think because of the realisticness of it being like, she didn't look like anything horrible happened to her. It just looked like she genuinely was scared to death, which is way scarier. Yeah. Because I'm like, what could be so scary that she's just not there? Yeah. It didn't look supernatural. Unlike the American one where I'm like... Oh, well, that wouldn't happen to me. That's, you know, that that's uh, magic. Uh, uh. <laughs> this one was like, something could scare me. Oh, <laughs> uh, a um, lot of good shots with the TV and having like, you know, you saw it coming with like the shots, them looking in the TV and you're like, something's going to be behind them. Yep. But it was good. I yeah. liked it, you know? One of my favorite shots in the film was uh, they're staring at the phone and yeah. it's over, like between their shoulders. So we're looking like, behind them down at the phone through them and it's like yes. oh i'm a third person here <laughs> right oh it was so neat the way they did the shots oh so i wrote why did i write that hold on i wrote the sexual tension oh i know why we'll get to it <laughs> like why did i write that um most of my favorite shots were the times where they would like show people whoever was supposed to be in the frame at the time and the camera would zoom out or zoom in but it would like move too. So it would like zoom forward and then go up and then like over them and then like show wherever they were going. And I don't know. It was very clean. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when you get those shots, we're so used to the ones we've been doing recently where it feels like POV because they're kind of shaky. Yeah. Whereas these were so crisp and like clean and not shaky at all. I don't know. It felt weird, but I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. There was something that I noticed in three scenes Mm -hmm. and I wanted to see if it was something that like I just saw something and called it a pattern. Right. Or if it's like I'm on to something. I can't tell. (laughs) Uh, A lot of the framing, she's like in the beginning of the movie, she's in the left hand side and there's Mm -hmm. like two thirds open Mm -hmm. on the right hand side. And then when she's on the boat um, going back to like dig up the well or something she's on the right hand side and the left side of the screen has like the two-thirds space open so it's like she spends a lot of her time in the beginning like on one side with all that open space and then she shifts over to the other side and again i only remember three shots (laughs) i didn't notice it but i mean if so that's really cool especially because i don't know that's how uh the movie is that Mm -hmm. they watch with the mom on the one side and the daughter is sort of on the other and that's interesting. I never really thought of it like that. I try to like note negative space because yeah. usually negative space uh, like precedes a scare. Right. And so it's like, oh, Michael Myers face will be there in right? approximately how many seconds. Dang. And so like I look for those spaces yeah. to be like, are they going to get me? They never really did in this no. one. It was very much just like, that's just how it looked. Yeah. The um, things that like made me jump were like quick cuts. Yeah. But they weren't like something jumping out at you. No, it was just like they did it so fast. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know so that's so cool. I love negative space in movies. Mm. So interesting. I want to do a deep dive into negative space at some point. That'd be fun. We'll have to find already, the right one yeah. for it. Yeah. I already um, did a little bit of it we did. in Halloween. Yeah, I was going to say I'm like we did but, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mostly it was just so focused on the way the camera moved. Yeah. I thought it was so smooth and cool. I I feel like we've done so many recently with that trying to purposefully look like a POV. Mm -hmm. And this one was so intentionally not. Yeah. Because it would move to places that like a person wouldn't be able to get. It would go like 
from their face. They're walking towards us. Mm -hmm. And instead of zooming out really fast, it would just go really slow. And it would almost look like they were walking on like a like a runway was moving you know what I mean like it was like even though they were getting closer to us we were moving back so it almost looked like there was just no way for them to get to where we were Mm. and then it would go up and then they would like get there but then at that point now we're like really high up and they would just change how we were viewing the characters yeah while they were walking still so I don't know. It's like we got a new way to look at them while we were still looking at them. Yeah. And I was like, just let me perceive them, please. <laughs> but in a good way. Because yeah. there were some, there was a movie we talked about a long time ago, I can't remember now, where they would change the shot too much. Mm. And we were like, just let me look at them, please. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was one of the Conjuring movies. I think so too. But they would do it so fast that I was like, just stop moving so I can look. Yeah. Whereas this one moved a lot. But it did it so slow that I was able to keep up with it and see them at new angles without feeling like I was overwhelmed. And yeah. it, I just thought that was neat. It was like a way for them to reveal where they were, what they yeah. were doing. I don't know. It yeah. was really neat. That, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice like camera movement. I think I, I can, I can try to notice a few things each episode and well, I never pick the ones. I know. <laughs> well, that's why I can't do both. I'm like yeah. lighting. I'm sorry. Back yeah. burner today. Because yep, <laughs> yep. I was like, I saw the camera movement and I was like, oh, that's too cool. I yeah. got to focus on that. It just was so strange. I want to watch it again. Yeah. And really like, not write down, but like take note of every time mm-hmm. they did it. Because they do it a lot. Yeah. Um, And they give us some really cool angles, but they don't start that way. Yeah. So like, it's almost interesting. When they're in the like hotel type situation. Yeah. And uh, they're looking down at something in their hands. You're looking from the bottom and like looking up at them looking down yes. at something and you're like, okay. <laughs> it's just interesting. And sometimes they would show you how they get there. And I think that's so... Yeah. I don't know. It makes you almost appreciate it more because yeah. you're like, ooh, where are we going? It's like the little scamp. You never know <laughs> yeah. where we'll end up. You never know. Yeah. And I thought no, that was, you. Oh, so fun. Yeah. I really liked that. I think it added to some of the suspense of it yeah. too because you didn't know what was going to happen when you moved if they were trying to show you something. Yeah. It kept you on your toes. I had no idea what was going to be behind them. I didn't know. Um, I also love that there's a shot with the... Um, I thought it was so pretty. It was, it's the older guy and the little boy with the umbrella. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the older man was when he had the umbrella and he was walking. Father. It's his father. Yeah. Uh, and the little boy just like walks past him. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. They stand for just long enough for it to almost be awkward. Mm-hmm. And the little boy breaks it and he leaves. And you're like, oh, okay. Shit. Yeah. He's done. Um, That's why I wrote the sexual tension is because the, the dad opens the door yeah. or she opens the door for him and she doesn't move. Yeah. She like stands at the door and he has to like kind of shimmy past her. And I was like, <gasps> sexual tension. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah. Cut over it with, I'm just going to scooch past you. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh, let me get past you. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> um, yeah. And then I said, also they would do like, they would do regular sound it would sound like a normal scene and then all of a sudden it would get really exaggerated or loud or distorted out of nowhere yeah and it would scare the shit out of me and i was like what a subtle way to just terrify us without having anything happen it would just do that and i'd be like oh my god why (laughs) it was so neat when the doctor clubs uh, Sadako over the head. Oh, no, I haven't known about that. <laughs> okay. He's like, come <laughs> No, I, was, I, I just knew that I had to hear your opinion on it because <laughs> I, up until that point, I was praising the sound like crazy. Yep. I was like, this is so cool. I was like, the sound is so exaggerated, so neat. And 
Then he hits her and he's like, bonk. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, we did not need the exaggerated bonk. It literally, it, it's, all it was missing was the little like comic book bonk mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. above her head. Yep. I was like, get out of here with that. You need to have the meme of the bonk dog. It was literally that <laughs> <Yeah>. bonk. <laughs> It was a lot. It is my one big qualm for this movie. Is I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's I, a bonk. When I was doing the content warnings, it was, you know, your favorite, A Head is Squashed. And yes. it's like, well, A Head isn't squashed, but you get some really detailed sound. <laughs> get out. I also love that there's a man, they're asking questions, and he just goes, shut up, and runs. <laughs> I respect that move respect so much. It. He was like, yeah, I don't want to talk about this, so peace out. Yep. <laughs> just books it and then falls. <laughs> Can you imagine you're questioning someone, you're like a detective, and you're like, where were you? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> just takes off. I wouldn't even chase. I'd be like, ah, respect that. Yeah. <laughs> game recognizes game. <laughs> just, I was laughing so hard. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and then I, <laughs> and then when you do get this like flashback of the convention or whatever she's doing when she's doing the demonstration of her like oh, psychic yeah. abilities, the mother, um, I wrote, dang, she killed that man. And I said, and he made a funny face. And then I wrote, oh, never mind, Sadako killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I was a whirlwind of emotions for me. I know. I was like, <laughs> seems kind of extreme for her to kill him. I don't think that's, re- oh. oh. He <laughs> was like yelling at her. He just went, and made yeah. like the funniest face and died. And I went, dang, girl, cold-blooded. And then she went, you did this. You yep. were daughter. And I was like, Ooh. Selling out your child in front of a crowded room of angry men. All right. Yeah. I was like, all right, at least wait. Yeah. And then I wrote, that cartoon whack sound effect was hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, what a spooky movie. Whack. I went, all right. Crunch. <laughs> I want to just input. I know I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to find the time, but I want to input the sound effects so everybody can experience it. Uh-huh. But instead, just go watch the movie. Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> and then I wrote, those are some gooey eyes. Yeah. The gooey eyes were yeah. something. When she goes to like pull aside the hair and instead the entire. I actually thought that was great. Yeah, I love it. I, I thought like, it was great. Dang. But then I was like, oh, jelly eyes. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Jelly eyes. I thought that, again, was better than the American one. Because the American one, they do this whole thing where they pull her out. And she's like a serene, beautiful little girl. And she looks totally fine. And she's like holding her. Then she turns into like bones. Yeah. And I love in this one, she like picks her up. She's like, oh, <laughs> like brushes. Let's yeah. get that hair out of your eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a really compelling scene because the rest of the movie had like no gore. No. No blood. And so you have this moment where it's like, okay, let's just get the hair out of your eyes. And even this part is so neat because it's not yeah. saturated with mm-hmm. color in any way. So yeah. even though she's, you know, gooey and gross, it's really just like three really muted colors yep. and it takes away from the gore factor yeah. a little bit so you still appreciate it but you're also like hey you can't yeah. figure out what i'm looking at you know yeah it was like so out of place but in yeah. a good way and it also wasn't like oh there's a maggot crawling out of her nose and yes. like all these because that's things. what you always i feel like this is again what i'm talking about when i say they remake it and they make it so intense yeah they make her face like you don't need it modeled corpsey yeah and, and it's like, no it's not necessary i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like people sometimes are like we gotta go hard and some movies it works yeah. some movies i'm like fuck yeah go hard evil dead evil dead I'm like go wild <laughs> yeah and even some scary ones i'm like fuck yeah go wild yeah but then there's some where i almost think subtlety would be better and this yeah. is one of them 
because I feel like it's the mystery of it. It's not the gore. It's not the like faces of the people who are dying. It's the anxiety you get from being cursed and having a time limit. Yeah. That's scary enough. I don't need to see the bloated, creepy dead girl, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's just a little bonus and they did a yeah. good job. Creepy dead girl is a bonus. Yeah. I love the gooey eyes. Um, yeah. I hate to say it. The gooey eyes look like pudding. <laughs> and I was oh. like, mm. <laughs> I I was going towards jello because jello, they are a jelloy consistency. Yeah, because it's translucent. Yeah, okay. But I jelly see, jelly. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I hate to say it, but it looked kind of tasty. Looked yummy. What, yeah. what was it? Wasn't there a movie I also thought they looked kind of tasty? And I was like, oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no. It was a meatball time popping eyeballs it in your was? mouth. I was I, like, uh, I to say Was it, it eyes out of face? Yeah. I was like, I would pop an eyeball and just... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I stand by it again. I'm sorry. I'm not a cannibal. I'm just saying... <clears throat> just for eyeballs i'm not <laughs> yeah you know what maybe i'm getting worried now this better oh, not awaken anything in me <laughs> <laughs> i'm worried about myself i don't think i want to eat an eye i don't think i don't think, <laughs> I, don't think but... I want to eat an eye um every single uh, i guess <laughs> keep your options open keep your options open <laughs> Uh, oh, this is where I did my guess, and I was right, but I think everybody knew. But I said they filmed the girl walking backwards. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And then they obviously, they switch it to give her that creepy walk, which they do that in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and it works, and it's great. I love it. I always wonder how they, like, or not wonder. I, I always get scared of these jerky walks, you know? Yeah. And I'm curious, not to keep talking about the American one, but I'm curious if they do the same thing. Because I feel like her walk in the American one is also a little more it exaggerated. Is. They do a lot of her walking fast. Yeah. Where it's like glitches and she's yeah. closer. Yeah. And that's neat. Yeah. But I liked this one a little better. They did that in The Grudge too. When she's yeah. crawling down the stairs in the original. Oh, so scary. Yeah. In the original it's so scary because it looks like a real person coming yeah. down the stairs. Whereas in the American one again, I was like, it's too exaggerated. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really great, and they really focus on her fingernails in this one. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. And it's, like, gore. It's, like, gross and, like, body horror-ish, mm-hmm. but it's not bloody. Yeah. It's, like, scabbed over nail yeah. beds. And, and it's also, like, I think it has more of an emotional thing to it, the way that they show them, because they'll show yeah. her, like, curling her fingers a little bit on the ground, mm-hmm. almost like she's still trying Scrabbing to get out. Her. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so cool. I think, again, I think in the remake, they just pick them off or something. They do something kind of gross. Mm. I can't remember. But I was almost sad watching her do it when she's getting the dad. I think that's when you really see her. Yeah. That was when you really focus on her nails. And that part almost made me genuinely sad for yeah. her. And I didn't know what team I was on. Yeah. I was like, okay, I do want this guy to live, I guess. But yeah. also, like, I just feel so sad for her. Fingernail stuff always gets Creepy. me. Like, yep. I hate it because, like, that pain and that, like, ooh, idea. <clears throat> and, like, to see someone that's lost all of their nails yeah. trying to climb out of a well. It, it's... It's heartbreaking. It's gross. It's it was like four emotions in one tiny shot, and I was I was yeah, that was good. Uh, according to like the sequels, and uh, I think the novel. I'm not totally sure. She was in the well for like forty years, alive. Yeah. She was alive for oh. years. Well, uh, the power of hate. I think um, <laughs> maybe yeah. some like you ever been so stuff? angry you survive yeah. in a well. <laughs> you know how it goes. Sometimes you're so angry your dad dies. Your dad dies. Yeah. Sometimes you're angry enough to survive in a well. So yeah. 
<laughs> Rage can do many things. It can, yeah. I am powered by by anger most of the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, dang. Ugh. Um, and then my last big scare was, uh, I think I'll save it because I think it's my scariest moment. Mm, okay. I, I, it's one of those ones that was subtle again, but yeah, I don't know why it yeah. stuck with me. I have, I know mine, like me too. it was pretty it, easy for me to like pick it out. Yeah. It was just a funky yeah. one. It happened near the end too. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pick one. And then it happened. I went, I think it's that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they get me. Those are my notes. So okay. that's, that's what I noticed. Um, let's see. We covered a lot of mine. I talk about, I'm trying to like pin down what the sounds are. Like, what does it remind me of? Yeah. Uh, the visual glitching effect over the waves felt very fun in 90s. Yeah, right. I loved it. Love it. Um, enhance, enhance, enhance. Enhance, enhance, enhance. Um, but um, discordant string noises, a wild medley of string chords. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's, I love it's really like. really good. Yeah. Um, let's see. I clocked that the dad was a medium pretty quickly just because, like, they make it pretty. Like, he walks and he's like, oh, I know. And it's like, he rearranged. It's not like. <laughs> I know. Um, let's see. The sound of metal scraping against metal. Uh, the angle. What did he do to scuff a girl's shoes? Because that moment, you're like, you're just getting the idea that he's, like, haunted. Yeah. But you don't know what he did and it never comes back. And oh, so yeah. it was very strange to me because, like, for context, he's sitting on a bench mm-hmm. out in public and he's writing in a journal. And yeah. people are walking past and then like the noise in the background fades mm-hmm. until like he's in his own little world and there's someone walking towards him and they're wearing like white shoes mm-hmm. that are like scuffed at the front. Yeah. And uh they're like, Did you do this? And I was like, What did you do to what scuff did a girl's you shoes? Do? Like, <laughs> that's hard to get out. I know. Uh depending on the fabric. Well, yeah. But yeah. And so it like, when I was reading the tropes, it did mention, like, the adaptational change mm-hmm. from his character in the novel to the oh, film. right. Where in the novel, he is, like, this is verbatim, like, he admits to being an occasional rapist. Ugh. Yeah, it's, uh, they call, like, that's the terminology that they use. Yeah. And he's, like, a total creep, bad person. Gross. Um, and so I was, like, he's largely much kinder and more He's, helpful they did make him more likable yeah for sure but then you also have that thread where it's like is this them alluding to right. that without actually putting that in his character like potentially history? so that one just kind of stuck with me because it wasn't actually as far as we know in the first film right. connected to anything right like sadako it was kind of his own thing it was his own thing and it's like we can establish his abilities in other ways and so I was just kind of like, quest- not questioning the choice, but pondering it. Right. Like, uh, is it alluding to the book? Is it yeah. something that we just don't know? Is it maybe Sadako related and we just didn't catch it? I wondered too. Because I remember seeing that barefoot like, the whole time. So right. it's like, so I was like, well, who's got shoes then? Like, I-, I wonder if it was like alluding to the book, but then they wanted to keep him likable. I yeah. don't know. Because I mean, in movies, people are a sucker for yeah some sort of potential romance or this or that or yep. losing a character who is beloved or whatever. Yeah. So I wonder if they were worried that that would make him too, you know, like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, yep. Where it's like so, you're just waiting for the little girl yeah. to kill him. Like, Get so, out of the TV and do your job. Like, do it. <laughs> ha ha, Ryuji, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, I don't remember why I said this. Oh no. I love when this happens. Uh, I think they're talking about, like, 
the work they have to do or like the research that has to be done or something and they say something like it feels like doom or like i am looking at my death like something like that i was like listen i get it work can feel like doom staring you in the face get out when it feels like a creepy girl trying to scare you to death like that's when you know to start applying elsewhere (laughs) i don't remember the actual get out of there (laughs) yeah um and then i have an unwell mother on the rocks (laughs) shaken not stirred (laughs) (laughs) um i love the way the camera circles the well when we watch him going down into the well and it like spins Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's cool it's so good um and we see creepy spooky stuff as we spiral down wild um and then i just had a science question oh yeah uh can you actually empty a well like that because i didn't know if like the water table like basically if it is like it fills to a point and then when it lowers it automatically refills based on like the water source it's connected to but i wasn't sure this one would i don't think it's connected to a water source anymore yeah that's what i was thinking so potentially in a, a well that is obviously being used yeah. yeah i don't think it would work okay. but i think this one because it was covered up and they under a porch yeah i think yeah i think yeah. you could do it okay because i think that's just standing water at that point yeah because especially because like it's so brackish if it and... wasn't yeah it would have been more clear yeah so okay. i yeah, appreciate I, it because I it's so. like i mean it could have just been like sitting there for a long time because no one goes in to like do right. that but i was like is it still connected to things? Is that even yeah. how wells work? I guess, well, because it was so long ago, yeah. obviously the water source would have changed for that place and they probably oh. got different, like more modern ways yeah. to like get water there. So they're yeah. probably like, well, we don't need this, cut it off. Yeah. So I would assume that okay. it was, ended up just being like, cover it up. That's just whatever's in there is in there. That's it. Yeah. That's why they probably could empty it. Probably. Okay. Okay, I yeah. just like, it was a moment where I was like, I don't know how wells work. Right? <laughs> I, was I was like, I don't know wells, I, I want to know. <laughs> Uh, and then when they drive back and mm-hmm. it's like, you think the curse is lifted. They're outside of her apartment complex. I have, the tree is ready to party because there's a tree that looks like it's going like this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I was going to take a picture of the screen and then outline the tree and like how I personified it. It's just ready. I loved it. Oh um, let's see. Uh, I have Sadako fully escaping and walking. Nay, shambling toward him. Shambling. Shambling. <laughs> Um, does everyone just need to fondle the bones to save themselves? I thought that too. Uh, like, everyone hug those bones. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last thing is it goes on and on and never ends. It's a ring. And then it's like, oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> those are my notes. <laughs> oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. The loop meme where it's like, oh. <laughs> That's a good note. Thanks. That was a good, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think... I think comparing it to the American maybe made me like it even more. Yeah. Because I had something to be like, this is better than that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I almost wish that I could watch it standalone and like forget that one, you know? You know, you want to watch something for the first time again. That's how I feel about this. I wish that I had less knowledge of the ring so I could enjoy it. I'm guessing that it comes down to like, what would you prefer? Seeing the better version and then seeing the remake that you don't like as much or seeing the remake and then getting to see the better version? (sighs) See, I don't, that's the thing. It's like, I guess I prefer it this way. Yeah. Because for this one, I, I was able to like compare it to that and see how... yeah like how subtle you can do the same thing um but either way i think i would have enjoyed this the most yeah no matter what i would have appreciated it more Mm -hmm. um but yeah i almost wish i could just watch it not knowing the the plot of it already even though the plot of this one is different yeah which is good so 
no matter what, I still got like some surprises. Yeah. Um, and I would like to rewatch it and I don't know. It was just fun to watch. I would, I would happily watch this again. Yeah. Not necessarily because I missed stuff just because it was fun. Yeah. Rewatch bonus simply because it was uh, enjoyable. Yeah. I so. definitely want to rewatch it mm-hmm. because I want to see the camera movement. Yeah. And I also want to be able to like focus on it without typing notes because yeah. when you're watching something with subtitles and you're like trying to type I told, at the that same is time. the hardest part. I had to keep like taking it back to like yeah, and it takes away from yeah how scary it is. Because then I do that thing where it's like oh I'll just be able to intuit <clears throat> what they're saying from I the emotion. I kept doing that. I kept looking away to do notes and I go oh it's okay I can hear it yeah and then I go I do not speak this language. I do not speak this language. Why do I think that I do? I do not. And, and like, so it's like wow she sounds distraught. Wonder yeah. why? <laughs> and then I'd be like if you read it like <laughs> so I kept having to take it back and. I want to just watch it all the way through. Yes. And I think I would, not that I didn't enjoy it because I already did. I think I would enjoy it even more. I mean, it's already pretty high on my list right now. I really yeah. liked it, yeah. actually. So, um, yeah, I liked it. You know, I like the ones that end sad. You know me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's ooh, heartbreaking. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this before we started recording, and I was like, Man, I hated it when I was talking about just the fact that she sacrifices her dad. And he's yeah. like, you hate it? I was like, no, no, no. Like, that moment made me mad, but in a good yeah. way. Because <laughs> she does. And I think they did, to ruin it for everybody, we're uh, going to spoil it. There are spoilers <laughs> in here. Spoilers. Um, the way that she ends the curse is obviously by making a copy of the thing and passing it on. Yeah. We talked about that, obviously. Chain letters. Um, but... Um, you, she establishes such a cute relationship with her dad early on and I knew something was going to happen. They were being, being way too cute and like sweet about him and the grandson. The fishing scene. The fishing. When he was like, I'm bored. And he's like, don't worry, you're going to hurt his feelings. And he just laughs and I'm like, oh, it's cute. And I went, why is it so cute? And I was like, don't you dare do this to me. I know what you're out. I, right? I know what you're doing. What you're up to I and about. I know what you're out. I know what you're out. But it, I knew it. I knew something bad was coming. And so then when she calls and she's like, I need you to do me a favor. It's for my son. It's for, you know. It's you for love, your beloved grandson. It's for your beloved grandson. Of course you're going to do it. And I was like, fuck. But what do you do? It doesn't make you like her necessarily any less. No. It just puts you in this situation of what would you do? Yeah. And that sucks. And Movies it, that do that are always so good to me because it like, it's already scary for the visuals, but then you also have this mental anguish of why yeah. <laughs> why are you making me do this yeah it just makes you like <sighs> hold it and like sit with yes. the discomfort i'm just like how dare you take it back exactly you're like that oh <laughs> so that was great gosh okay is it time for scariest moments yes okay do you know yours yes. do you want to go so okay. uh in the original like film that mm-hmm. they watch you just kind of see like the hands peeking over the edge of the well you don't yeah. see her like climbing out right and when he's about to die yeah. you see her get further out of the well than she's ever gotten before and the moment where she is climbing out of the well like to <sighs> me is so much scarier than when she's climbing out of the tv because like you're like oh no this goes past this goes you're past like, i already recorded. saw this. no i didn't it's like <laughs> fuck there's more and oh, i like that just really got me it well, i knew and, it was coming and it still scared me shit out of me like i was hurry. like oh. she's like i am um what's the word i'm looking for inevitable Yes, thank yeah. you. I am inevitable. Like she's like, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have like, to brush yeah. my hair first, really quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, um, that was gonna be mine, 
until mm. the one shot happened and I went, I hate that. I hated it. Yeah. It was the, the, the shot where she knows, I think deep down that her ex-husband has died Yeah, and she's looking in the TV and in the reflection, it's him, but he has the towel over yeah. his head and he's just pointing. pointing. I hated it. I don't know why. There's something about covering someone's face yeah. just subtly and them just standing there as if, I don't know, like, like they just should be there. Separated. Yeah. It's, 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 it's upsetting. It's a, it's just what what did we talk about that one time where it's just outside of the norms that we're used to? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to see his face. Yeah, it's covered. There's no blood on the cloth. There's no reason necessarily his face would be covered. You don't really understand, but you've got a lot of assumptions. Yeah, and that's what scared me so bad because I was like, I don't know why it's covered, but I don't want to know. Yeah, but also I'm like, if you tell me, maybe I'll feel better. <laughs> God, I... Oh, it got me for some reason. I really love the replacement of the normal towel man with yes. the ex-husband towel man. Yes. Because it's just like, as the curse gets you, it changes its own history. Like, not exactly, yes. but like, it's taking the scenes from the film. Yes. And then updating them for the, you. You're, you're, you're watching it in the film and you're like, well, yeah, that's weird. Like, of course, it would be weird in that. Yeah. But then this is someone you know, and now he's doing he's that, like, oh, and you're like, why? Yeah. It freaked me out. Yeah. It was great. It just, I don't know why that moment got to me so bad, That's but it fair. did. Yeah. So. That was mine. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. I'm excited. Uh, I think I mentioned this before mm-hmm. we started recording, but tropes were, like, real difficult to comb yeah, through. Yeah, that's what you said. Because they're obviously, like, originally in the novel, and then Japanese film, Korean TV show, Korean movie. Oh God! U.S. remakes, uh, radio play, games, like all these things. Like there are so many adaptations. God, there's just too much. <laughs> and when there are all these adaptations coming from a single source work, they include them on the same page. And so oh, all God. of the tropes are from every. They're single, from everything. Yes, they're not separated out by film. Instead, it'll have examples from each movie if it fits multiple tropes. Oh, that's right. Like, like multiple movies fit one of the tropes. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to comb through. Worth it because it's fun. But it's just but like a lot. You like look at the and you're like, oh, that's a cool one. Oh, it's in the American version, not in the Japanese right. version. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I go, okay. But uh, the first five, I was like, I can count. Um, adaptational attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Adaptational nice guy. Adaptational ugliness. Adaptational villainy and adaptational, nope, yes, adaptational distillation. Mm. Um, and the first one, I think they say that like, um, in the book, the ex-husband is like not attractive. He's right. like portly and like has a mean face or something. Yeah, and he's uh quite attractive in the film. He's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, adaptational nice guy. We mentioned it earlier. Like they made him less of a bad person right <laughs> um, like, he's chill now he's yep. pretty chill uh apparently in the book for adaptational ugliness they talk about uh sadako being like beautiful and in oh, this okay. she's stringy haired creepy ghost girl yeah uh so that's yeah and then villainy this one kind of goes a lot of different directions mm-hmm. and i couldn't really trace it super well because you have like the characters that change yeah. from like the book to the movie and right. so i just know that like it is across the realm yeah and i was like oh it's a nice five uh but i don't exactly remember like which person right uh the one that i found the most interesting was the distillation mm-hmm. uh because the original novel like had horror elements 
but it was actually more of like a mystery and it focused more on medical and science fiction. Interesting. Yeah. So I like that. When we talk about, um, the mother, the Sadako's mother being, um, in experiments, like experimented on and like she does demonstration and stuff that was more central to the thing. And it was less about like the curse and the shambling child. And it was more about like the context of that. Um, and so it definitely like put the emphasis instead on like supernatural elements in this yeah. and either downplayed or removed a lot of the medical science fiction parts. Yeah. So I just thought that was. That's intriguing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ascended Extra. It's someone in the book that is, might even be Sadako because she's like very, uh, minorly included in the oh. book. Oh. We're just like, oh yeah. And she's the one that kills you or something like that. I don't. Right. Yeah. I should have, like, I did these notes a few days ago. <laughs> I get it. And usually I do tropes, like, day of. Right. Um, oh, this one I put time into. Blessed yeah. with suck. So this is, quote, uh, when a character is given a special ability that seems to cause nothing but trouble, mm-hmm. and there are six ways that it tends to manifest. Oh. Uh, one, it's humiliating or useless. Mm-hmm. Um, just think of the movie Mystery Men. <laughs> Mystery Men, my favorite! Yep. I love that movie I so much. I love that movie. Um, two, it's too dangerous to ever actually use. Right. Uh, three, there's a key limitation, weakness, or dangerous side effect. Okay. Okay. Four, it's a good power, but external force has ruined it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, it's truly useful to help other people, but can't be used to do what they want the most. Like, I can do this, but I can't resurrect my long lost right. wife. Uh, six, it's actually a curse, like the Midas Touch. So, like, everything you touch ah, turned yes. to gold. Oh, no, I turned my wife into gold. Right. Oops. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. There was a book. It's, like, a middle grade read, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's The Chocolate Touch. And this kid, everything he touches turns to chocolate. And I think he turns his mom into chocolate. Oh, no. I don't remember how he undoes it. But I feel like there was a part where it's, like, his tongue turned to chocolate. I don't know. Oh, it had some God. horror in there. It was a very strange book to read as a kid. I know. That would fuck me up. <laughs> I need to find that. I remember the cover, but I don't remember a lot of the plot. <laughs> but yeah, so blessed with suck. Um, she has incredible powers, yeah, incredibly dangerous powers, right? And uh, apparently, you know, the childlike or the inability to think everything through because your brain's not done cooking yet, yeah. And you give a child the power to kill people with yeah. your mind, arguably a little bit dangerous, right? And, uh, misplaced. <laughs> no foresight for that one. Right. But uh, you could say she's blessed with suck because, like, it's a fucking cool power, but it's scary as shit. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. terrifying. Uh, convenient photograph. So mm-hmm. it just so happens to capture crucial plot points. Yeah. Uh, that the characters would not have known if they had not seen the photograph that just so happened to capture those elements. Right. So she's able to convince her ex-husband that something is wrong by the photographs he takes of her. Yeah. But I think that, like, there's another more compelling example. And it's when she sees the videotape in the corner of the photograph and she knows which shelf yes. to ask about. Like, which one on the shelf right. to ask about. And it's like, okay, tiny detail that tiny. literally is the only reason you can find this. I loved that. I was like, okay, yeah. nice. <laughs> uh, eureka moment mm-hmm. where she suddenly realizes, I made a copy. Yep. And that's, like, the only difference. And I was like, oh, it wasn't uh, the bone fondling then. Okay, fine. Yeah, well, fine. I guess. Uh, Fingor. Yeah, yeah. Ghostly goals. Uh, the, you know, child that was thrown down a well yeah. has some goals that are counter to what we would want them to be. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Haunted technology. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, heroic BSOD. I always say it in my head as BSOD just because it's that's how my brain reads it, but yeah. it's blue screen of death. And oh, okay. it's like when they're just buffering, like something her- like horrific happens and they're just like staring. thousand yard stare. <laughs> uh, and that's when, I don't remember which time it is, but she's just like on the couch and she's like, this is my life now. I sit on this couch and do nothing. This is it. Yeah. Uh, we had a hope spot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's when she's like, we're free. Yay. Yeah. Nightmare yep. face. Yeah. Yep. 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 Offering the offspring. We've had this before with the changeling and others. Yeah. Uh, ominous television. Ominous visual glitch. Yeah. Psychic powers. Love it. Scare cord. I yeah. I love scare cords. I know. I was like, it's scare good. me shitless and I love that. <sighs> uh, scarily specific story. So... <laughs> Yeah, all right. This is when uh, the two friends at the beginning, just friends, just very good just friends. They're totally chill, mm-hmm. totally friends. Yep. Uh, the friend is telling a story and she's like, oh no, wouldn't that just happen to line up exactly with what happened to me? And it's scarily specific in that it matches exactly because yeah. it's real. Oh God. Uh, and then stringy haired ghost girl. Yeah. Uh, so this is a direct quote from tvtropes.org. While the Unreal goes back as far as 729 AD, the trope codifier was undoubtedly Sadako uh, from the ring, given how iconic she is to Japanese horror and the horror genre in general. Genre in general. (laughs) Genre in general. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where it's hard to find examples that do not reference her to some extent. So she's probably not the first ghost with string greasy hair, but she is the one that like... But she's certainly the one we think of. Yeah. The one that people reference when they use it. Uh, thrown down a well. That's a trope. <laughs> yeah. And then television portal, which we haven't had since, um... Poltergeist, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. They're here. They're here. Yeah. So those are my tropes. Oh, those are good. Yeah. I always like spooky televisions. <laughs> yeah. I They use them in so many movies, and every time it still gets me, I'm like, the TV turned on? And then I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> of course it did. Yeah. Spooky spooky. Yeah. That was good. Y'all, yeah. uh, scales? I, I have two uh, ideas. Do you have any? I have one. I want to know yours. I have gooey eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The gooey eyes, the yeah. gooey eyes. I have brine goblins. <gasps> <laughs> Why not? And bucket montage. Because it's just a really long... Like, I love a bucket montage. Can we do bucket montage? Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. They. I wondered, when they were doing it, I was like, they better montage this shit. I'm Uh-oh. not watching them do Uh-oh. this. And then, of course, yes, they did. And I was like, yeah. Good. Yep. It's, the movie's actually like seven hours long and most of it's buckets. Right? I, was like, I, I can breathe a sigh of relief. Yep. They're montaging it. Yep. <laughs> Blessed with montage. Uh, okay. I've got... <sighs> okay, I got mine. Okay. I think I'm ready. It's hard for me to rate this one. I know. I was like, it's kind of hard. Mine's a little influenced, but I'm still going to give it because yeah. following my heart. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm ready. All right. One, Three, two, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I gave it five. Mm-hmm. five bucket uh, montages five bucket montages yeah. so many buckets. that's how you do well oh god um i i just liked it but i will say mine is influenced a lot by the fact of how much i watched the, the american remake mm-hmm. and how much i like this more so i feel like a lot of my rating of this is kind of based on the fact that i just enjoyed it so much more than yeah. that one because i already liked that one yeah so then to watch this one and be like, oh man, look, it's the same story that I already like, but it's now it's subtle and mm-hmm. a little spookier. Now they've got this psychic element in it that it didn't have before. Um, so 
I guess I guess I just really liked it. I thought it was interesting. The camera angles are funky. I feel like we haven't had angles like that in a mm-hmm. really long time. Maybe at all. I don't know. I feel like we've had so much POV, which is not a bad thing. It's just that's what so many... We've been doing a lot of like 60s, 70s, 80s, I feel like. Yeah. And that's where you get a lot of those shots. Not saying that you don't get that in the 90s. I don't know. I'm just saying that this was a little breath of fresh air, a little yeah. difference. Yeah. So... I think a lot of factors went into it, but I did really enjoy it. So thank you, patrons. I had never seen this and I really wanted to. So when someone suggested it, I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) And it won and I was so happy. Not that I didn't want to watch any of the ones that were on there. They were all amazing. They were all bangers. They were all bangers. And so that's why I was like, no matter what, we get them happy. But that one really intrigued me because I had been wanting to see it for a long, long time. Yeah. I, this was one that had like been on my list, Mm -hmm. but it just never seemed like the time to watch it. Yeah. I was like, oh, now's the time. Right? I was like, it's time now. Uh, I'm having, I'm still having a hard time with my scale because it's like, I don't have bombs. I know. I was like, I really don't. Like for background, because this is an audio medium, not a visual medium. (laughs) Uh, I gave it four bucket montages, but I'm thinking like maybe four and a half bucket montages because I think the only like detractor Mm -hmm. is that there were certain plot threads that I just didn't get or like the one with the scuffed shoes. Right. Or like maybe... I don't know, now that I know that the medical horror was mm-hmm. more central to the book, I was like, be pretty cool. But it's like, that's not this movie, though. Right. I'm not going to, like, I can't take away points. Right. Because it's just doing a different thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think, like, it's a good fucking movie. Like, yeah. I enjoyed the hell of it. I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. I love the sound design. Yeah, the sound was so good. Scene composition was really cool to look at. Um, I think, like, my biggest detractor is probably just, like, I felt like some of the lead up was too slow of a burn. It was. It was a little slow. They yeah. had like just a, a few teeny, teeny, tiny like loose threads like yeah. with the scuff shoes and, and stuff like that. But it was never enough for me to be like, oh, yeah. that's too much. Yeah. So I can understand a four and a half being, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't have serious qualms. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just like, this is a great movie. It's not my favorite that I've ever right. watched, but I would watch it several yeah. more times. It was good. So yeah, that's nine and a half bucket montages total. Yeah, my only qualm was the bonk. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's where my half star comes from, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I was going to take away half star, it'd be for the bonk. But honestly, yeah. it made me laugh so hard that I was yeah. like, maybe it's just add more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but man. yeah, that's nine and a half. Okay. A good scale. A good that's job. A good, yeah. That wraps up our discussion of Ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find our show, and we just like reading what you it's say. <laughs> You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Go With It, where every Wednesday we'll post the movie for the week. And I scare Nikki by trying to figure out a password manager, and she gets this notification. She's like, "Someone logged into your." I Twitter. know it was like someone's on your Twitter, and not only that, but you had liked one of my actual tweets. Oh, so no. I'm like, not only did they log into our Twitter, but they had the audacity <laughs> to like my tweet. And then you're like, "Oh, it's me," and I'm like, "Oh, well, thank you then. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it." Yeah, you're welcome. Like, Don't freak me out like that. Yeah. I thought I was being absolutely trolled or something. Uh-oh. They were like, "Got your Twitter, idiot. Nice tweet." <laughs> <laughs> No, God, <laughs> just me getting distracted from the point, which was I need to make sure all these passwords are still accurate. So when I put them in the password manager, it's actually correct. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a beggar. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. <laughs> God. You can also check out our extended show notes on our website, justcoolwithitpod.com, or even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justcoolwithit. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons. 
Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, and Brian. Woohoo! Woo! We love them very much. Yeah, thank you for the pick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, I know that we put it on social media, but the way we had them choose this one is that they like all put in a movie that scared them when they first yeah. saw it or like still sticks in their mind and then yeah. we randomly selected. Yeah. So, cause that's what this October was, was yep. just our scary. scariest yeah. or just movies that stuck with us. Yeah. So, yeah. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Roccozella. The cover art, it's by our very own Nikki Solomon. What? Uh-huh. Oh my. I would never throw her down a well. I was like, can we get a bucket montage for Nikki? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, bucket montage. <laughs> It's always hard. That, that I'll, I'll tell you, the only nerve-wracking part of recording these is like, what am I going to say at the end when Kate says my name? <laughs> and this time I was like, oh, I'm throwing a well. <laughs> I panic every time. Bonk. <laughs> I should have bonked. Bonk. <laughs> I should have bonked. Bonk. <laughs>